1: Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out deep into your retirement or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman.
2: Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Joseph Kelly, who is the president of ArcLoan and ArcLoan.com. Welcome to the show, Joe.
3: Jordan, it's great to be here. Thank you.
2: Let's just start with a little bit of your background and uh, when you started ArcLoan and kind of what led to, to uh, offering what you are today.
3: Great. Appreciate it, Jordan. Jordan, I've been in the mortgage business now a long time. It's <laughs> longer and longer. It's about 21 years. And uh, it, during the 1990s, uh, interest rates when I got into the business were over 10 percent. Very different than where we are today. And during that time period, uh, my former partner and I, my brother and I, came up with a, a mortgage strategy called we, something we called the automatic rate cut loan. And really it was uh, just finding a win-win solution for uh, within the mortgage industry for consumers to help increase their savings, take advantage of interest rate cycles. Um, interest rates go up and down, and no one can predict uh, how much in either direction they're going to go at any one time, but they certainly go in, in, in fairly regular cycles. So during the mid-1990s, late-1990s, we came up with a mortgage m- management program called the Automatic Rate Cut Loan which helps consumers take advantage of those interest cycles by showing them ways to lower their interest rates with little to no cost whenever interest rates go down. And it's been a strategy and program that we've been educating American consumers on for going on 15 years now.
2: And so what is the basic idea? It's a mortgage management system. What happens uh, when rates go down and what happens when rates go up when you're in the ARC loan?
3: Okay, well, the ARC loan is based around a standard fixed rate program. It really applies to whether it's a uh, 30-year fixed or 15-year fix or 20-year fixed program. It doesn't matter whether it's an FHA or a VA loan or a conventional loan. So when rates are in a rising environment, nothing changes on their interest rate. It's a fixed-rate loan. But when interest rates go down, uh, depending on uh, their state, because closing costs do vary by state and do vary by, by the loan amount, but for those people who are eligible, whenever rates go down by a, a, about a quarter percent, they're eligible to lower their interest rate for little to no cost. Now that process uh, has changed over the last six to ten years as the industry has changed around and uh, and it is subject to underwriting guidelines but it's a simplified process. So people can uh, take advantage of lowering their their interest rate for almost nothing in many cases. Um, so the savings that they're seeing is real savings. Um, as you know, Jordan, many people are, are sold mortgages where they're paying thousands of dollars in closing costs. And while that might be the right decision if rates aren't going to go down any further, it's definitely the wrong decision if rates go down within, you know, two to four years. That money's wasted. And mm-hmm. our program shows people how to, how to benefit from those savings um, by having a lender pay the closing costs.
2: Because what you're saying is each time rates go down and people refinance, they start the clock all over again and they're taking on all these closing costs that have to be amortized and if they just keep redoing it, they keep starting the clock all over again and adding more and more closing costs, which does not happen
3: in your cases I think that correct? That, that's correct. That's right.
2: Now, also, when somebody gets an adjustment downward when rates are falling, uh, does that affect the maturity of the loan? Are they starting a new 30-year clock, or is it uh, not affecting uh, their mortgage that yeah, way?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. It's actually at the option of the homeowner, uh, Jordan. They, they can, you know, if someone's trying to minimize cash flow, it really depends on their individual situation. If they're just trying to, to sorry, maximize the, the, their uh, their savings, they can start that clock back over at the at a 30-year term. Or they can keep it around the same remaining term that they that they've been going going on before, so that they're not always extending out a new thirty year loan.
2: So I mean, that would seem to me to be the advantage, right? As always, you want to be not starting the clock all over again. Why would I mean? Why would you not?
3: The only reason the the only reason you'd want to extend the clock back over is that each time that you're if you reset the clock to thirty years, your monthly payment is going to be less. Then it's, let's say, you're five years into a mortgage and you keep the same remaining term on a 25-year. Now, from a getting-out-of-debt standpoint, you're better off keeping the same remaining term. Yeah. And if you can if you can have incremental savings, even if it's an extra $50 a month, if that $50 a month didn't cost you anything by wrapping and closing costs, that's real savings that adds up. And each quarter percent drop, most people don't know this, but each quarter percent drop on a mortgage, if it... If it can be done for little to no cost, you can take that same savings, apply it to your mortgage payment, and shave off an extra two years off the life of that loan. it
2: really does add up. So tell me a little bit about closing costs. A lot of people don't seem to realize how expensive closing costs can be and how much it takes. A lot of people today, I think, wrap the closing costs into their mortgage, so they're paying interest. On their closing costs as well. Exactly. Tell, tell me a little bit about uh, closing costs and how significant it may be for people getting mortgages
3: today. Well, I, I, I tell you, closing costs it, it, for anybody in, it, who's gone through the experience of buying a house and every time they refinance, I think it, it's always a shock when they get down to the closing table and they look at what's called the HUD one. Which is their settlement statement showing the various closing cl- costs. And closing costs involve everything from the the appraisal fee, any lenders' fees for underwriting, uh, title insurance, uh, transfer taxes, all those different components. And it, uh, it varies state to state. You're you live in New York today; so it's actually the highest closing cost state in the country. Um, I'm in Virginia; so it's kind of what we call a middle of the road kind of closing cost. Closing costs often average about one percent. Uh, some states a little bit less and some states a little bit more of the loan amount. So on a $300,000 loan, you're talking $3,000 in closing costs. And you're right. Many people, uh, when they're doing a refinance, uh, they wrap that those closing costs back into the loan. And that, again, that, that may may or may not be a good thing to do. It just needs to be something that someone's educated on when they're making that decision. Because, uh, as you mentioned, you're paying interest on that. On those closing costs. Um, and if you're paying those closing costs to buy down an interest rate, and that's really what you're doing, if you're paying even if you're not paying points, if you're paying closing costs, you're buying down that interest rate. If you can get the same rate six months from now for uh, no closing costs, then you've wasted that money. Um, and many people are sold by their by the lender that they go through. The con- this concept of no closing costs, which is a great concept, something that we promote, it's a it's a foundation of our business and our education. But for some many uh, lenders, they say something's no closing cost, and they mean that it's not coming out of the person's pocket. They're not writing a check at closing. Um, they pitch it as kind of no closing costs means you're wrapping it into the loan. The, I would disagree with that. I would say if you're paying closing costs, if you're wrapping it in the loan, you're paying it. You, it's not paying it out of your pocket. You're paying it out of your equity.
2: It's actually costing you more in the long run if you're actually paying Correct. interest on the closing costs as well.
3: A- absolutely. Now, the only time, you know, there is a time when that's beneficial to do that. There is a time that, the, that it's beneficial to buy down the interest rate, and that's when you believe w- that the interest rates aren't going to go down any lower during the time period that you're going to be in that house. Now, you can't predict the bottom, but we're still at. 40 year lows. We're not the lowest that we had hit, but we're still the lowest, you know, among the lowest rates that we've seen in the last 40 years.
2: So, is what you offer with the ArcLun program unique as far as offering something where it, it goes down but not up?
3: I can't say it's unique as in it's that no one else can do it. That would be, not be an honest, honest answer. The, it's a unique strategy that has been proven by, uh, through thousands of customers. We had licensed it, the, the concept to national mortgage companies. At one point, we had a patent pending on, on this type of a program. Um, it is a concept that is not widely promoted by loan officers because loan officers don't make as much money typically when they're doing this strategy. We have a philosophy that we'd rather help the consumer and get the repeat business and the referral business, especially if interest rates are on a downward cycle. Uh, If if a consumer knows the right questions to ask, and that is, you know, tell me an option where I, do you offer an option where there's no closing costs, where the lender's paying the closing costs? And if the loan officer they're talking to knows that concept, other lenders can offer it, but most aren't aware of it, and most do not understand doing it. In fact, we often hear the comment from from uh, other lenders or consumers. They go, you know, well, they tell me that this is too good to be true, that the lender is paying my closing costs. And it's really because no one's taken the time to see that option and educate the consumer on it.
2: When they go to your website, arclone.com, what are some of the tools that they can find to help them figure out if this is right for them?
3: You know, when someone visits arclone.com or if they call 800 arclone, which is 272-5626, and they talk to, we call them loan educators. They're loan officers, but we, our goal is not to sell. Our goal is to educate. <clears throat> they can just give us some very basic information. They can tell us what their, what their current approximate loan amount is, what their estimated value, and what their current interest rate is. And with that information and, and maybe probing a little bit, uh, information as far as their credit by, on a short conversation on, on the phone, we're able to do a, a, a uh, a break-even analysis. Uh, tell them what savings might be on the table for them for little to no cost. Whether they'd be eligible for the program, and whether there's advantage to be to moving forward. Now, um, it doesn't take a lot of information. There's no uh, there's no obligation when someone visits us. Um, our goal is that if we can help you, we want your business. If we if we can't help you, we want to be able to point the way. Um, but it's different for each individual. It's not something you can just kind of say black and white. Here's, you know, you input ABC, and we're going to be able to tell you definitely. That people's credit scores come into play. Their loan amount comes into play. What state they're in comes into play. Those type of factors.
2: Very good. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Joe Kelly. Uh, he is the president of ArcLoan, a company that offers a mortgage where the rate pretty much goes down and not up. And you can find out more about that at arcloan.com.
0: green you've asked and we've heard you voice america presents the green talk network
2: I cordially invite you to join me and some of my favorite investing experts for the Money Answers Investing Cruise from February 12th through February 19th, 2011, on board Holland America's luxurious MS Eurodam. In this volatile investing environment, good advice is more important than ever, and this exclusive Caribbean cruise offers not only fun, but also a full week of highly informative events with me and other top investing experts like Ray Lucia and Charles Payne from Fox News Network. During seminars, panel discussions, and Q&As, at cocktail parties and at dinners, we will discuss current market conditions and the best places for your investment dollars. Meanwhile, luxuriate in the amenities of Holland America's newest ship and visit some of the best ports for shopping, sightseeing, and sunning. For more information, go to www.moneyanswerscruise.com or call 800 707 1634 that's 807071634 and don't delay because spaces are limited
0: Income Property Investment Talk with Peter L. Mosca provides those of you eager to invest well in real estate with the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus is to help you maximize your real estate investment dollars. Listen live to the brightest minds in investment real estate every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Elmosca, where America learns to invest. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
1: You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
2: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Joe Kelly. He is the president of ArcLoan.com. Welcome to the show, Joe.
3: Thanks, Jordan. Very much.
2: Let's talk about the uh, current mortgage environment. Uh, we had rates uh, falling really dramatically in 2010, uh, and then the Fed started uh, implementing this QE2 program, and rates have gone up. What has been going on here? Why have rates been going down and up? And, and where do they, things go from <laughs> here?
3: Well, you probably can answer that a little bit better than me, I think. But uh, uh, that's what it, that's what rates do, just as far as um, you know, managing the economy and 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 lately over the last several years the the effects of uh... you know world events play even a greater and greater role in in where our interest rates go i'm i'm looking at a rate chart right now just kinda over the last forty years it really is amazing people talk about the fact that rates had gotten so low in two thousand and ten and Thirty-year fixed rates had had gotten into the low fours for a very brief time, and and you know we're off of that low a little bit. They're in the it, just below five percent for a typical level of closing costs these days, and um, you can see some quotes you know on any given day a little bit lower, a little bit higher, but that's historically phenomenally low. I mean, most of my career rates were above seven seven uh, percent, and. Uh, it's hard to predict where they're going to be. Uh, many people think three to six months out from now, or, or at some point they expect rates to be heading back up towards the 6% range because we have a lot of inflationary fears, but that has not, you know, come about yet. So, uh, you know, the, the, the feds want to keep the rate flow as possible to keep stimulating the economy, and, and then the, the inflation word is what tends to scare things up a little bit, as do world events, as we're seeing.
2: I mean, one of the reasons the Federal Reserve has been doing this quantitative easing program is to push mortgage rates down. That was one of their stated purposes,
3: right? That's correct. So why has that not worked? (laughs) I'm not sure I'm the best qualified person to answer that. I think I I would actually yield back to you. (laughs) I I really would. I I think that you guys are much more... um, macroeconomic view on, on that standpoint. I know that I know that uh just about a year ago, you know rates were about where we are now and, and at that point the Fed's were going to be be ending uh the program the, the the quantitative easing that round of of, of financing if you will, or buying buying the bonds uh the mortgage backed securities, but uh and everybody predicted rates were going to skyrocket at that time. They thought that well, the Fed's pulled out, and pulling out rates would skyrocket. And in fact, what happened was rates went went lower um, because the market was ready to absorb some of that. And then the Fed's came back in recently and started to buy again, and and it hasn't caused them to go lower. In fact, they they bounced up a little bit. Um, do you mind touching a bit on on your perspective on that?
2: Well, I mean, I think, uh, as you say, the inflation worries is is a combination of the inflation worries and the deficit worries.
3: Right. right. Uh, The
2: deficit has gone up a lot, and we have a $1.5 trillion deficit uh, for this year, which is more than expected. People talk about cutting the deficit, but they're not, in fact, doing it, and that's got people spooked. And then uh, the higher commodity prices you're seeing for oil and grains and all kinds of other things has people worried about inflation, and that's why rates have gone up instead of down when they fed uh, did this kind of policy Is, what when does it make sense considering where rates are today just below five percent or thereabouts when does it make sense for somebody to consider refinancing and not where does their current rate have to be uh whether without closing costs.
3: Great question. You know, I it, on as a general rule of thumb for the for the current environment, I would say anybody who's in any type of adjustable rate mortgage uh should take the beginning of this year and, and to, to do a, a you know kind of a mortgage analysis, just a review. Take 5 minutes uh either visit our com or if you have a a lender that you know or a loan officer that you know, do an analysis of where where where's my current rate if they're on an adjustable rate mortgage they might still be having a phenomenal rate maybe it's in the threes or low fours but if it's going to be adjusting any time in the next two to three years um, they want to plan ahead and not be caught if rates should happen to be bouncing back up at like seven percent if they're in a fixed rate right now uh, i would suggest anybody who's in a fixed rate on a on a thirty-year term uh... if they're at five and three-eighths or above uh... or five and a half percent that kind of range again they should take five minutes and just kind of do an evaluation is there benefit and it depending on their individual situation there might be some free savings on the table right now maybe they need to wait to catch a little uh, a bit of a dip but, but most people miss, make, make the mistake of jordan is that uh, they miss time it, and it's it's common because they wait till they hear that the rates have dropped in the news, which typically the national media is about a week or two behind as far as getting the news out there. The rates have dropped, so by the time they call us up, maybe rates have bounced back up, and almost every lender in today's world can't lock a loan unless they have an application with their documentation. So, five and a half percent, five and three eighths, if they're on a fixed rate. If they're on a 15-year, if they're above four and three quarters, they really should touch base with uh, us or, or a lender that they know, and certainly if they're in an arm.
2: So what you're saying is you should get the application in first and have all the paperwork done, and then, when the moment comes, you can strike. Lot of
3: exactly try to strike. right. Exactly right. And what I'd encourage people, you know, again, whether it's with us or with somebody else that they trust, um, you know, don't order, don't pay for money for an appraisal. Appraisals are very expensive these days. They've gotten higher. They're typically in that $400 range, $450 range. Don't pull the trigger on paying any expense until they know that they're able to get a rate that's beneficial to them. But they're under no obligation to go ahead and make an application, send in the documentation that's needed for their particular loan. That puts the lender in a position to lock at a moment's notice.
2: And a lot of people are saying, start the process. <laughs> it, it takes a while to get this whole thing. How, how long, from the time you first talked to somebody, to when a loan is closed, what kind of time period are we typically talking about?
3: Again, good question, Matt. You know, uh, with, with us, it's still typically a, a about a 30-day process. Sometimes it can be faster. Certainly, if someone's doing a purchase and they need to close faster, we can do that. But typical refinance periods are t- anywhere from 30 to 45 days, depending on the particular situation. I'm still hearing that many of the large lenders are taking 45 to 60 days. Um, but I'm not working for Wells Fargo. I'm working for a, na- a smaller national bank that, that uh, is a little bit more efficient on the scale that they do things. Um, uh, so you, you want to you wanna ask that question when you're talking to the actual lender. You want to know that so that you don't get put in a position of locking in an interest rate that then it, the lock expires and many people who, uh, when these rates bounced up over the last couple of months, got burned and they lost their ability to get in the low force.
2: Indeed. Uh, now, you, you've been talking about how lenders, uh, in fact, pay for the closing costs. Right. Why do people do that? Why do lenders do that? It's, it's a mystery to most people as to why they would want to be willing to do that.
3: The reason that they do that is that on any given day, the way interest rates work is it, it, it's just a scale. There, there's uh, give you an example on a thirty-year fixed today. We'll just say four and seven eighths is the rate, and that would be with what we call normal closing costs. So there's no credit coming back from the lender, and they're going to pay their title insurance and all those things that I listed earlier earlier on. Well, you can go up and down from there. You can. You, uh, most people understand that they can pay points and buy down a rate. Kind of, they've been educated on that when they've gone and bought a house. But most people were never educated that the scale goes the other direction as well. They can notch up uh, an eighth percent, or a quarter percent, or three eighths percent. And each time they notch up a little bit in the rate, the cost gets to the point where it's actually a credit coming back from the investor. And the reason that the, the investor is willing to to pay a, a, or give a credit for a higher rate is they're getting a higher. They're just doing a trade. They're getting a higher rate of return, but giving a credit up front for the cost of that loan. We in turn use that credit to pay the closing costs.
2: So that, that's unusual, right? I mean, mo- most places would not have a system like that.
3: Most people do not have that have that in place because, from a from a mortgage company standpoint, or or someone who's servicing that loan, if I get you to buy down your interest rate and you pay ten thousand dollars in closing costs and you buy down that rate, and rates go down six months from now, you're not going to refinance and leave my company is, a, is who's servicing your loan because you pay closing costs to buy down the rate so they have a business incentive to kind of sell you people buying down the rate we come from a different philosophy we would rather show people with the best way to manage that mortgage take advantage of the interest rate cycles because we believe if when rates go down that they'll still refinance with us and get that lower rate
2: you have a website that actually can help people figure out whether it is a better to pay closing costs and not tell me about that, that a little bit
3: um, we still utilize ArcLoan.com for that and where they provide just their current interest rate anybody who tells us if they have an offer from another lender or any offers that we would present to them we do what's called a break-even analysis so that we'll take and compare rate a with a higher closing costs with rate b with lower closing costs and we'll actually figure into that the tax advantages the break-even analysis that that takes into account any savings that they're getting from that, and in most cases, it takes people four to six years to recoup paying closing costs and buying down a rate.
2: So you're saying if they um, don't pay closing costs, it's a much quicker break-even?
3: Correct, because if, if someone's sitting on a rate today of five and three quarters and they can lower their rate to five and a quarter percent for no closing costs, that's a half percent that's basically free savings. But if it costs them $6,000 to get just a quarter percent lower, it takes them six years to make it worth making that decision. What they're betting on, then, is that rates aren't going to go any lower in the next six years and that they're going to be in the House within six years. Now, maybe the answer to that is yes, and it might make sense to do so.
2: The article, it seems as though when people want to get into something where the rates can only go down and not up, that it would be most advantageous to get into it when rates are falling, Uh, But right now, rates are rising. So why would it be advantageous to get to something where rates are rising as they are now?
3: Because you don't know if rates are going to turn around and go back down. Uh, You know, as I I mentioned earlier, that many people think interest rates will be be rising in the next six months. But you you can go to another school of thought that says that we could go into a double-dip recession and rates could fall back to where they were last year. If that's the case and when rates are rising, if you pay closing costs and buy down the rate, you you're you're running the risk that rates are going to turn around and you would have wasted that money because if you get into the ARC loan program and rates do go down we're going to notify you and give you the opportunity to lower that rate for little to no cost
2: so people can bet on rates going up or down but they're usually wrong That's what you're saying that
3: most people are usually wrong that's right I, and people ask all the time you know what do you think rates are going to do well if I knew that you know I, I would have long since been retired but I do know this they're going to go up and they're going to go down
2: Indeed. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Joe Kelly. Uh, his company is the Automatic Rate Cut Loan uh, Company, or Arc Loan. Uh, their website, arcloan.com. Uh, their phone number, 800-ARC-LOAN. We'll be back with more after this. I cordially invite you to join me and some of my favorite investing experts for the Money Answers Investing Cruise from february twelfth through february nineteenth two thousand eleven on board Holland America's luxurious ms Eurodam. In this volatile investing environment, good advice is more important than ever, and this exclusive Caribbean cruise offers not only fun, but also a full week of highly informative events with me and other top investing experts like Ray Lucia and Charles Payne from Fox News Network. During seminars, panel discussions, and Q&As, at cocktail parties and at dinners, we will discuss current market conditions and the best places for your investment dollars. Meanwhile, luxuriate in the amenities of Holland America's newest ship and visit some of the best ports for shopping, sightseeing, and sunning. For more information, go to www.MoneyAnswersCruise.com or call 800-707-1634. That's 800-707-1634. And don't delay because spaces are limited.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: You've been listening to The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
2: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Joe Kelly of ArcLoan.com. Welcome back to the show, Joe. Thank you, Jordan. Let's talk about the home value situation, because uh, if people have declining home values, it certainly affects the the kind of mortgage they can get, and are they able to refinance? What is your view on what's happening with home values?
3: Well, you know, that's really been the biggest struggle, I think, or one of the biggest struggles in the mortgage industry in the, it, it, over the last three, four years with the mortgage meltdown is that the many markets across the country uh, have seen tremendous declines in value. Of course, there's some, some states that have lost uh, on their property values you know, as much as uh, 50%. Many areas that we've seen uh, much much less than that. In some areas, haven't declined. Um, I think you uh, had, had mentioned in a, when we were off there a little bit about an article coming out today about further declines in what was it, 28 That's right. major cities. And, you know, and, and that has been a big preventer for people taking advantage of the lowest in, lowest interest rates in history. Is that people who bought a house. Uh, Six seven years ago, near the height of the market, and they put only a little amount down. They turn around and they go to, to to do a refinance, and they find out that they may be upside down. Where upside down meaning that the their value of their mortgage or the balance of their mortgage is, is now become greater than the value of their the current value of their house. Now, long term, that's may is hopefully not a big issue because uh, you know values hopefully will get back on it. Uh, uh, a rising market, uh, a rising cycle, and in many areas we've seen that over the last six to ten uh, months where values have started to rise in many areas, maybe not the metropolitan areas, but many areas we have seen rising values. It is a factor that cannot be avoided if your value has gone down, but the only way to, to really uh, find out is to, again, either have a conversation with a realtor that you know or a lender. Um, we have tools at, at, that we have access to. Um, that you can get a feel for that before making the expense of an an appraisal. But the only real test um, is by paying for an appraisal to have have a professional go out and look at uh, how their value comes in.
2: To some extent, it seems to me that the banks being very tight with giving mortgages is bringing the market down for home values. It's like it's a chicken and egg thing, but because it's so difficult to get mortgages, you need a higher credit score and bigger down payment. It's harder for people who want to buy homes to be able to get the mortgages, and therefore that depresses home values. And then they have all these foreclosures, right. hurting the value of their portfolio. So it, it seems like sh- the banks are shooting themselves in the foot to some extent here.
3: I think I think you're correct to to some extent. It's certainly on the on the foreclosure side, that um, uh, if if they if the banks would be more motivated to either do modifications or to keep people in their houses, that would help uh, protect the home values. Um, that's been a major hit in many developments where people have, uh, have there, where there have been foreclosures because the the value of a current property when we do uh, somebody's house for a refinance it's based on the recent sales in their area and if the only sales have been foreclosures then those were distressed properties that were selling and yes that's going to temporarily bring down the value of the house. Um, that's why programs such as the Home Affordable program, the HARP program, was created by the Obama administration to help people in those areas. And we can talk about that uh, more if, if, if it's appropriate. Yeah. But
2: I, I do want to go there because if your house is underwater, a lot of people think there's nothing you can do about that. What are some things you can do to be able to get lower interest rates on your mortgage if your house is underwater?
3: You know, there, there is absolutely one of the best mortgage programs, I think, that, that has... Uh, or ever been created was put out there by the Obama administration a couple years ago. It's called the Home Affordable Refinance Program, the HARP program. Another version of it is called the HASP program, which is for Freddie Mac loans. HARP is for Fannie Mae loans, and I'll I'll explain that in just a minute. But basically, for homeowners who's who believe that their value has gone down, and they, or maybe they tried to refinance and they found out that their that their value is now 100 percent, or you know, equal to what the uh, mortgage balance is, it doesn't rule them out. They may be eligible for this program. The, the basic uh, qualifications for the Home Affordable Program, which by the way is, is set to expire in June of this year. Now it's been extended. Um, uh, the last time that it was set to expire last year, they extended it again, and I would hope that they would do it again. But you can't. There's no guarantee until they announce that. The basic requirement is if their current mortgage is owned by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, which are the two biggest buyers of mortgages over the last number of decades, um, then they might be eligible for this program. Uh, It allows them to refinance their home up to 125% loan-to-value. What that means is that their their current value of their house can be as much as 125% of the Mortgage balance, and they still take advantage of the low interest rates today. Um, again, it's a program that uh, not every lender offers, and there are certain qualifications that that will limit their choices. But we do offer it in in all fifty states, and so anybody who goes to either com or another website that that um, that I have specifically for that program called You Can Refi uh, Refi with an R E F I. Dot com It helps educate people on the Home Affordable Program, and it is phenomenal, Jordan. It lets people get uh, you know almost the same rates that they would have uh, would if they if they had twenty percent equity.
2: Is this costing the government a lot of money? If they had to renew this program running out in June, is this costing the government money to do this?
3: Well, I don't know how much money it's costing. There is cost involved in that because they, I know that they have incentive to uh, built into the to the servicers who are servicing those loans. Um, but it, it's, it's a win-win for everybody, because if, if somebody refinances their home, if, they, if I've been making my mortgage payment on time, um, and you do have to have been making your payments on time, even if your value's gone down, um, to be eligible for this program, if I can refinance and take advantage of lower rates and improve my monthly savings, that's going to help make it more likely I'm going to stay in my house, there'll be less foreclosures which helps improve the value of of the neighborhood and and helps improve the economy. The more people we can get saving money with these low interest rates, the more money there is to go back into uh into the economy. Um, there's a uh, statement I I I made for uh, for another interview recently that said help your neighbor help yourself. And if, if I can help one of my neighbors by telling them about the home affordable program, if I can keep them from going into foreclosure, I'm helping my property value because the less foreclosures, the less my neighborhood's going to drop.
2: Other than being current with your mortgage, what other things do you need to qualify uh, for this uh, HARP program?
3: Well, the the Home Affordable Program is is eligible, even if they they didn't have mortgage insurance before, if they put 20% down in the past, they don't have to get mortgage insurance again, even if they're upside down on their loan. Um, Some lenders have a a minimum credit score requirement, but the program itself... Does not so as long as they've got decent credit uh, as long as they are within those uh, you know loan to value as I said it goes up to one hundred and twenty five percent it's eligible for whether they're owner uh, occupying the home, whether it's an investment property or whether it's a vacation home. the main requirement is that it's either owned by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, and the way you find that out uh, again, you can visit you can refi or arkland dot com and give us a property address and we can help them determine or they can call their current lender and ask and find out whether their loan is has been sold to Fannie or Freddie and if that's the case in many in most cases that's really the main requirement to be eligible for the program.
2: What kind of rates can people get today refinancing to what kind of rates if they're in the HARP program?
3: The HARP program typically is a, about a quarter percent higher than what someone who has the equity in their program would be available. So, as I mentioned uh, in an earlier segment, mortgage rates right now for thirty-year fixed are right around that five percent range, a little bit below. Um, on the HARP program, you might see it in the five and a quarter percent range for a thirty-year fixed. You might see it in the mid-fours for a fifteen-year fixed. So, it's a Many, many people have missed out on knowing about this program or taking action on it because they, they were told by somebody in the past that, oh, your, your value has gone down. It, you know, you're upside down on your mortgage. We can't refinance. Or you would need mortgage insurance now, and so it's not worth you saving or going through a refinance. If they're eligible for the HARP program, they should take advantage of it as quickly as possible.
2: So if you can get roughly five and a quarter... Uh, what would your, your current rate have to be to make sense uh, to refinance under the HARP program?
3: Anything about 5.5%, uh, you know, they, they, they would have advantage to take, and, take a look at whether the benefits of the program, especially considering the fact that if the program does go away and if it's a few years before their property values recover, this is really their only option to refinance and get those lower rates.
2: So a lot of people are not doing it because they think, they're underwater. There's there's no equity. They can't do it. That's right. Right. A misperception. And, I, I and I the other reason a lot
3: of people don't do it is they've called their existing lender and and you know the big lenders, the biggest servicers, uh, have had uh, long waits or it's hard to get a hold of somebody and, it, and many people get frustrated and so they feel like there's nothing they can do, um, and they don't know that other lenders, such as us. Uh, you know, as long as they don't have currently pay mortgage insurance, we can help them as well. They don't have to go to their current lender. They can go to anybody who's approved to do the Home Affordable Refinance Program.
2: What are some of the tools that are available at com to find out if it makes sense or not in your situation?
3: Yeah, it's it's very very simple. By visiting youcanrefi.com the main piece of information that we need to have to determine their eligibility is is their accurate property address. We can then go to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and to find out whether their current loan is has, is owned by the, that organization. Um, and then, again, with their basic information of, of their current interest rate, their approximate balance, and what they think the value might be at, at this time, we're able to show them at no obligation whether there's going to be benefit to take advantage of that program.
2: You're really giving a lot of good news today. <laughs> people, well, Thank are,
3: you. I think there is still some good news going on in the it, with the, in the mortgage industry.
2: Declining values and all that and mortgage rates going up, but here people can refinance uh, who didn't think they could refinance you. might be underwater. There's
3: and, a tremendous opportunity.
2: Uh, indeed. Okay, we're going to take a break and uh, be back with uh, Joe Kelly. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. Uh, my guest this hour is Joe Kelly. Uh, his website is arcloan.com, A-R-C-L-O-A-N.com, uh, phone number 800 arc uh, to find out about the, the Arkland program and the You Can Refi program to help you uh, refinance, even if you're underwater. We'll be back after this.
0: Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
2: Hi, this is Jordan Goodman, host of The Money Answers Show. I cordially invite you to join me and some of my favorite investing experts for The Money Answers Investing Cruise from February 12th through February 19th, 2011, on board Holland America's luxurious MS Eurodam. In this volatile investing environment, good advice is more important than ever, and this exclusive Caribbean cruise offers not only fun, but also a full week of highly informative events with me and other top investing experts like Ray Lucia and Charles Payne from Fox News Network. During seminars, panel discussions, and Q&As, At cocktail parties and at dinners, we will discuss current market conditions and the best places for your investment dollars. Meanwhile, luxuriate in the amenities of Holland America's newest ship and visit some of the best ports for shopping, sightseeing, and sunning. For more information, go to www.moneyanswerscruise.com or call 800-707-1634. That's 800-707-1634. And don't delay, because spaces are limited.
0: p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: You've been listening to the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
2: Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, my host. I'm the guest, and my, I'm the host, and my guest is Joe Kelly, uh, who is the president of ArcLone, uh, and Arclone.com. Welcome back to the show, Joe. Thank you, Jordan. Let's talk about the purchase market a little bit. We've been talking mostly about refinancing. Uh, why is this a particularly good time to buy right now?
3: I guess it's always a matter of perspective. Uh, if I, if I'm looking to refinance, my value has gone down. It, it, it hurts me. But if I'm looking to buy a home, and the values have been declining for the last several years it makes it a much more opportunistic time to be looking to do that Um, for those people who are looking to buy obviously you want to buy when the rates when when the values are uh, have dropped so you're getting a quicker return on that that investment as the the market recovers and and as the property values go back to where uh, hopefully back to some levels that we saw several years ago so it is that combined with the historic low interest rates make it a fantastic time for anybody who's looking to buy within the next six to twelve months that they should really be taking a, uh, you know some action now to get pre-approved um... to put them in a better position to take advantage of, of a property that they find
2: so what are some of the things that they need to get pre-approved in today's market
3: uh... taking a, a few minutes time to contact a, a reputable lender well you know we, we We have a tremendous reputation nationwide for the ARC loan program, for the education of helping people uh, reduce their closing costs and take advantage of interest rate cycles. Um, Many people have contacts with with either a local lender or a loan officer, but uh, basically the steps that they need to take is go ahead and not just uh, have someone run some basic uh, qualification numbers by pulling out a calculator, but go through the process of getting a pre-approval, provide pay stubs, provide bank statements to to the loan officer so that they can go ahead and, and uh, make sure that there's not going to a- be any a- any bumps in the road for them to get that approval, and issue a pre-approval, which puts them into a better negotiating position uh, when they're working with a realtor to make an offer on a property. It does, we're not talking a lot of time. There's no really no expense uh, it, in, unless some lender is charging them to pull a credit report. Uh, it really is just a few minutes of their time uh, and maybe a half an hour to gather up some documentation to go ahead and find out what do I qualify for in today's environment.
2: Now, in general, people think they need higher credit scores and higher down payments than they did in the past. Is that still true?
3: Truly, as a general rule of thumb, it, uh, getting a loan today, getting a mortgage today is most definitely more difficult than it was in the past. However, there are still programs available where, where people can get in for, for very low down payments. If someone has a, is a veteran or has VA, has VA eligibility, they can still get in with 0% down. The FHA program, um, the, the HUD-insured programs, allow people to still get in with 3% minimum of, of their own money. So, uh, you know, the, the hoops that they have to jump through... Yeah, it's a little bit tighter. So, you know, we're gone are the days when people just kind of state their income and and, and uh, kind of give their word for what that they're going to pay back the mortgage. But that's why we got in the mess we're in. But there are great programs available as long as someone has good credit. You do need to have good credit, and that would, what, what that means is you need to have a credit score. Uh, for many people, a minimum credit score of six forty to six sixty, depending on the program. Um, but you can do it for zero to three percent down depending on, on the programs that you look at.
2: Now, one thing that's changed is mortgage insurance, and that has gone up. How does that affect people's ability to qualify for mortgages when they're buying a home?
3: Right. Now, more, what mortgage insurance is, um, and with an FHA loan, it's called uh, Mortgage Insurance Premium, MIP, you'll hear that term, or PMI, Periodic Mortgage Insurance, if it's a conventional loan and that's the, that that is a factor of a loan when less than 20% is being put down into the loan um, fha loans which allow people to get in with less down payment recently they had some changes that their that their more their monthly mortgage insurance did have a significant increase it almost doubled in some cases um, and the, that's the trade off that's the trade off of being able to put uh, only 3% of your own money into the uh, making a purchase it will affect your monthly payment, and it will affect the amount of loan you can cover. Um, that inch, monthly mortgage insurance is, is goes into a fund. It's, being, it's, it's paid so that in the event that, the, that the, the person getting the loan ends up defaulting on the loan, that those claims are then uh, protecting the, the, the lenders who lent the money. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a fact of life when you're getting a mortgage uh, and you don't have 20% to put down. But the um, reason
2: that mortgage insurance has gone up is a lot of people did that. Right. They put down small amounts and then they defaulted. And then, their then
3: they owns. defaulted, and, and it, so the it,
2: insurance people had to pay off.
3: Yep. Yeah. So it, it, it's a trade-off for the benefit of the mortgage program. Um, but it's still, it, it, it's still when you look at the interest rates today, uh, the interest rate environment more than makes up for it from where we were, say, two years ago.
2: So even you're saying the mortgage rate is a lot lower, even though you have to pay more in mortgage insurance, you're still coming out way ahead. That's correct. From uh, where it
3: was before. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: And then once you get up to 20% equity, uh, can you get the mortgage insurance taken off?
3: On a conventional loan, it, it's still the case with, with most lenders that once you're able to demonstrate or have an appraisal done and show that the 20% equity is there, that you can have the mortgage insurance removed. On on an FHA on an FHA loan, uh, it... it it's going to stay on a 30 year loan. It's going to stay there for a certain period of time, no matter what, even if your value increase But many people don't realize that on a 15 on a year loan, um, if they have some equity in the property, they don't have to have mortgage insurance on a 15 year loan with FHA, which is a phenomenal option on that.
2: Hmm, indeed. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about appraisals a little bit. We've been talking about appraisals. What's been happening in the appraisal field? And appraisals is much more conservative than it used to be in the go go days.
3: Yes, most definitely. Uh, you know what's happened with a lot of the uh, of the regulations that have been passed across the country. The, the the property values and the evaluating of the values is the biggest risk for the lenders to know that they're that that, um, that they're not going to end up being losing on that on that investment if it goes bad. Um, what the effect to the consumer has been? is in many cases uh, that the values don't come in on a refinance or even on purchase contracts that maybe they don't hit it now if I'm buying a house and the value comes in lower it puts me in a better negotiating position um, but the cost has gone up uh, the cost has gone up the time that the turnaround has gone uh, longer uh, that is an area in the mortgage industry that still has a lot to come back from um, as far as the the added difficulty It comes from the comes from appraisals. I hear many many people's experience, um, and we don't see it too much with our with our company and our lender. But I've heard people that have to get multiple appraisals to to be able to justify the value
2: but even how things have changed in the world of appraisals directly that you can't get your own appraiser or a local guy has to be more
3: independent yes. they have to use a, they have to use a company that the used to be that a loan officer would interact with the appraisers and and pick the appraiser and have uh many times influence on the on the value um, now it's all done through many times national companies or very very strict provisions with the lenders uh to make sure that that's done in a, in an obje- objective fashion It's the pendulum swung, Jordan, that that ends up hurting many of the people because you get appraisers coming in from far out of the area and they're not familiar with the local local market.
2: And therefore, they tend to have lower appraisals than a local appraiser would have. Right. right? That's
3: an area we still need to see a great deal of improvement.
2: But you're saying that's one of the reasons why home values have been falling. Yes. Is this whole appraisal process has kind of changed the game dramatically. That is correct. Yeah. All right. In a minute or so we have left, why don't you tell people again about uh, your website, how they can find out more about uh, what you offer at ArcLoan in this interesting mortgage environment we have today.
3: Very good, Jordan. Again, uh, the, our main website's called arcloan.com, A-R-C-L-O-A-N.com. stands for the Automatic Rate Cut Loan. A toll-free number is 800-ARC-LOAN. That's 800-272-5626. And then another website called YouCanRefi, Y-O-U-C-A-N-R-E-F-I.com, that focuses on educating people on the Home Affordable Program primarily. Basically, our goal in our company is to help consumers take advantage of interest rate cycles. We want to help increase their savings and reduce their debt by showing them strategies that really most lenders don't take the time to educate their customers on. We want to show them ways that we can pay their closing costs and then when interest rates go down, we can lower their rate again for little to no closing costs.
2: Very good. Well, it's been fascinating. My guest this hour has been uh, Joe Kelly. Uh, And there is good news in the real estate market, even though you may not think so, that you can have rates that only go down and not up. And even if you're underwater, you can use this uh, Home Affordable Refinance Program, the HARP program, uh, to lower your rates. Thanks very much for being on the Money Answer Show, Joe. Thank you, Jordan, very much. And we'll be back again with another edition of The Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now.
1: Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.